Considerations week nine in the NFL. Uh, it's gonna be a fun episode. We got two thoroughbreds here. We got returning guest Bonte Hill. Bonte, thank you for being here. What's good? And we got uh, first time to the show, Big Dog City, aka Meek, aka Jermichael Barlow. Thanks for being here, Meek. Aka whatever the heck you want to call me, but yeah, thank you for having me here. Absolutely. Alright, so um, before we get started, I just want to give a uh, little recap of my day with college football and make a proclamation, which is that I am absolutely done betting college football <laughs> for the rest of my oh, entire man. life. I need to, certain people need to stay in their lanes, and <laughs> the fact of the matter is that I know NFL, I've been successful long-term betting NFL, I've been successful betting MLB, NBA, but college football, I don't know what it is. Ever since I lost on a Miami game where all I needed was to happen was anything but a pick six on the very last play of the game. And what the fuck do you think happened? Pick six many years ago. Bonte, I think you remember this game I'm talking about. Miami against Maryland, I believe. A pick six happened. Uh, Yeah, that was was crazy. That was an an introduction to... uh, what it was like to gamble with Sean Singer, uh, the Philly Zoo himself. I mean, that was <laughs> one of many, many bad beats, but that one definitely sticks out. The bad beats I've had in college football are just remarkable. So a little recap of my day today. I moved Ohio State down from an 18-point favorite at home against Nebraska in a sweet tee all the way down to minus 8. Now... Um, they failed to cover that eight. They ended up winning the game by five points. Um, they scored a touchdown to go up 12 with about four minutes to go. Nebraska proceeded to drive the football right down the field and score a touchdown to uh, backdoor me on a meaningless score. Um, then I, I proceeded to take LSU. Uh, I moved them up from a 14.5-point underdog against Alabama at home in Death Valley all the way up to 24 and a half. And in addition, I even took a 13-point teaser to take LSU plus 27 and a half. LSU's field goal kicker in true uh, Philly Zoo singer fashion uh, decided to miss a, a gimme field goal that would have got me the cover. Um, Alabama final score, I believe, was 29 nothing. Is that correct? 29 nothing. And I got to ask both of you guys, big dog, uh, what the heck were you guys thinking about betting against Alabama? It's like betting against Tom Brady and the Patriots. It's like betting against the Golden State Warriors. You just don't bet against Bama. I don't care what the circumstances are, folks. You don't bet against Saban and it's loaded Alabama team. Well, Big Dog, where's your head at? Well, let me see. Well, my head was LSU coming into this game against Alabama. It was at home. Night game, whole state of <laughs> Louisiana was getting fired up for this one. Dead so Valley, you, Dead Valley, you feel you know if this is any chance for any team to you know take a shot and you know bring down the Goliath, 
this would have been a night. So that was my thinking tonight. We showed that LSU has no offense. First off, yeah. they need to find a quarterback fast, and their defense is just on the on the field just too long. And Alabama is the truth. It's crazy, Philly, that uh, LSU with all those playmakers coming out of that school, they've never had a quarterback. They've never had a quarterback. They've had explosive receivers, running backs. Okay, offensive linemen, but for the most part, the skill positions, they've had just playmakers all over the field, and they've never had a quarterback. It's crazy. And just to drive my point home about my mush luck in college football (laughs) and my absolute failure to pick winners in college, we're watching, as we speak, uh, California at Washington State. I decided to move Washington State down from a seven-point favorite to a pick'em in a seven-point tease. California just scored a touchdown to go up seven-three. So, you know, it, it, it very well could be that every single bet I made in college football today is a loser. So, like, I'm not too proud to sit here on the podcast and admit that I just don't know this college game. And I was using. What I thought was sharp information. Oh, let, let me just remind you of one other bet that I made, which was uh, I got double confirmed sharp action on the Maryland Terrapins at home, plus three and a half against Michigan State. And I decided, all right, well, I don't really like it plus three and a half, but I'm going to bump it up to uh, in a teaser to plus ten and a half. And they proceed to get absolutely shellacked by Michigan State. Uh, I believe the final score was 24-3 to or so. Whatever it was, um, they got smacked. So I just blame you for betting Maryland. (laughs) Why are you betting on a team like Maryland I was going to say the same. Maryland's (laughs) in school. You know, last year I tried a little luck with Maryland. You know, they started off a little hot. I tried to buy in, and they just break your heart. They went to, like, fourth quarterback last year. Like, the program is, you know, it's in – Shambles a little right. bit. Yeah, you know what's crazy is Maryland's in the Big Ten. Right. Like, why is Maryland and Rutgers in the Big Ten? They're on the East Coast and not right. know. You know, like, like and Maryland's an ACC team. There were rivalries. You know, had the rivals with North Carolina and North Carolina State and all those ACC schools. Right, and that was also the Big Ten wanted to expand a little bit, yeah. get exposure on the East Coast, mm-hmm. and also bring players. a little basketball. And you know, bring a basketball power schools into that conference. Right. But I get you it. know, but Maryland football, <laughs> they're not ready. <laughs> it's yeah. Big Ten, yeah. clearly, clearly. So um, as we, <coughs> woo, excuse me, um, as we speak, I have the last uh, bastion of hope in college football. <laughs> Woo! I have allergies. Seem, Excuse me. It don't seem like it. You got allergies. Um, yeah, my, I'm, I'm allergic. I'm allergic <laughs> to, college to college football. football honestly, <laughs> I, I, that, that, that's that's truly how I feel. Um, I have Oklahoma. I moved them down from a 14 point favorite to a pick'em because I did a 13 point 14 teaser, and <laughs> yeah, I'm allergic. Um, Currently, they are up 42-34. to 34. There's 10-15 to play in the fourth quarter, and Texas Tech is driving. So we'll have to see how this all plays out. Oh, wow. I'm having serious allergies. Anyways, we're going to get on to – yeah. We're going to get on to the business at hand, which is what we're here for. 
which is not to bitch about college basketball, college football bad beats. We're going to get on to the NFL, which is my bread and butter. It's why we do this show. And I'm happy to have Bonte and Jermikio here to help me navigate week nine in the NFL. Okay, so first off, we're going to start off with Big Dog City. Um, and he's going to give us his best bet for week nine in the NFL. Yeah, so, so Philly Zoo, you know, I was talking to you a little bit earlier about this one. And, you know, I think my best bet, and I'm going to go with them, is probably Kansas City. I'm just going to go with them. They've been hot. They start fast. They get, they get their defense in good positions just to sit back and, and just pe- play the pass, you know, even though they don't have a great secondary. But when you got a great offense, that makes your defense that much better. And I think it's at like 10. Um, right now I'm seeing the line opened at 9, okay, and actually yeah. it's been bet down. So I'm seeing uh-huh. at Bookmaker, 7.5. I'm seeing at Bovada, it's 9. Which, no surprise to, you know, Bonte, who just cashed out a, a, a cool a cool grand from Bovada, which was nice. Um, couple they, peanuts, couple peanuts. Uh, peanuts here and there, but, you know, you've been doing well. You've been hot. Um Bovada, as we all know, is a square book. Square. And what I mean by that is that they juice up the favorites. So whenever you have a game like this, it's a perfect example. The Chiefs are a nine-point favorite on Bovada, and at sharper books, it's seven and a half. So you're always going to get um, Bovada having a higher line on the favorites. So um, for the purposes of this podcast, what I like to do is when somebody gives a best bet, I want to give them the best number available. So I'm going to give you um, Kansas City minus seven and a half. Wow. Oh, I'm, I will take that like all I day. Said, I'm jumping again at 10. I'm taking Kansas Kansas City seven and a half. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I mean, with, and with the Browns in the situation they went through, they just fired their head coach. We don't, you know, you're going, you're getting ready for Andy Reid offense. I just I take I take that I'm right. taking those points to seven and a half. Sometimes in this industry, a lot of people like to use the term square side and sharp side, but I think it's overused at times because sometimes you just look at you just need to look at who's the better team. I mean, who who's who's a superior squad? And clearly, in this case, Kansas City is one of the best teams in the NFL, and Cleveland Browns are at very best. You know, one of the mediocre kind of middle right. of the pack at the best. Probably they're middle actually the towards, towards the bottom. Yeah, right. towards towards the bottom, really. They got so a young talent. Years to come, we'll see. But right now, KC all the way. Right. So, I um, I absolutely respect the pick, and not to not to tease any future picks. I don't know what uh, Bonte and Jermikio's, um teasers will be, but I would say that at seven and a half, seven and a half, or even at nine. If you like the Chiefs, um, that's a pretty good candidate for a teaser because you move it under the field goal. As long as they, you know, win the game, essentially, you're probably going to be cashing that part of the bet. Correct. So um, Kansas City is Big Dog's best bet at seven and a half. Bonte Hill, what is your best bet for Week Nine in the NFL? You know, uh, there's a game in the Pacific Northwest uh, between the Chargers and Seahawks that I love. This is going to be one of the games of the week. And you got Philip Rivers playing at an all-time high level 
Uh, and he seems like he's been in the league forever, right? <laughs> he's still that old man out there throwing dimes, throwing it with that sidearm motion. Uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they're having good years. Tyrell Williams is a big-time deep threat. Uh, he's a factor. Now, what worries me is the Chargers' offensive line in this game. And without going further, I'll say that I love the over in this game. I'll just say that because I think both offenses will be able to move the ball. Now, it's not to say that Seattle's defense is weak or the Chargers' defense is weak. They all have playmakers. There's no doubt about it. But the quarterbacks here, they know how to to navigate their offenses. Um, They know how to function within the offenses, manipulate, matriculate the the football down the field. Russell Wilson, we know about his scrambling scrambling ability. Uh, The running game now with Seattle as well. They got some backs that are running the ball hard. Um, Carson looks good. Carson Carson looks looks really good. good. Carson (laughs) looks good. Um, Russell Wilson's playing at a nice control pace. And the defense is growing up. And when you have pass rushers, they can wreck the game. Mm -hmm. Frank Clark can wreck the game and cause turnovers. Mm -hmm. But I think these quarterbacks are good enough. And I believe we're recording this podcast. I'm not sure of the Chargers injury report, but I believe Bosa's back this week. Um, There was reports a few weeks ago that he was going to come back after the bye week. Now, we'll see what happens at game time with the injury report. Things can change. Um, Melvin Gordon, we don't know about. He has a hamstring injury. But I still think these offenses are good enough, you know, where we'll see a shootout here. We'll see a game 28-24, 27-24. So I'm going to take the over. My best bet is the over. And what I see it here um, is 47.5. I love the over in this game. Interesting because I think this is the first time on the show through as many episodes as we've done and I want to apologize to listeners. I've not caught I the past two weeks I've been off, but uh, we have not had a total as one of the best bets yet. So this is the first time on the show, cash considerations that um, anyone's taken a total as their best bet. Bonte Hill is using the Chargers Seattle over, which I'm seeing the best line I can give you. It's 47 and a half across the board. So I can give you 47 and a half. Bonte Hill likes that. the over in that game. Um, as we speak, Texas Tech has just <laughs> scored. But Oklahoma has returned a two-point conversion here. And they're what now up 44-41. to 41, And they are getting the football no, back. Wait a minute. No, Oklahoma has scored. The person who's on the graphics there at ESPN screwed up the score. Okay. Uh, here we go right here. 44 to 40. So it's 44 yes. to <laughs> right. 40. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. Let's see if my college football mush luck continues and I just get, you know, uh, lambasted by this game once again. But, um, all right. So our first, our first total of the season on the Catch Considerations podcast is L.A. Chargers, Seattle, over it's time we 47 pop and a half. Yeah, it's pop, time we that, pop cherry. that cherry. Let's pop do it. it. Come on. Okay. Let's go. Um, you know, and it's pop interesting because it. traditionally in Seattle with the 12th man, with that defense, you would not be looking to do an over. But, you know, it's not the same Seattle defense nope. anymore. There's no Earl Thomas. There's no Cam Chancellor. There's no Michael Bennett. Right. You know, the, that line's not the same. The Chargers are scoring points. Um, I, I – yeah, I, I can see that I can see that total going over. I like to pick. So now one of my best bet for the week. And honestly, I feel really confident about my seven point teaser and my sweet tea this week. Best bet on this on this board was really hard for me this week. Honestly, 
I'm almost freestyling it as we go because I did not have this prepared. But I will say there's it's a contrarian play because I was talking to Big Dog right before the show and he was on the Houston Texans at the Denver Broncos. And it totally makes sense to me why the public and most people would be on Houston. They seem to be trending in the right direction despite the injury to Will Fuller, which I think is a significant injury. Um, But they are bringing in Demarius Thomas from the Denver Broncos, which is an interesting dynamic in this game. You have to wonder what he brings to the table in the locker room as far as game plan. Is he going to be able to provide an edge for the Texans about what the Broncos do on offense? But Denver Broncos at home in this spot at minus one or I'm seeing a pick them actually. So I'm going to obviously, as I said about Big Dog's pick earlier, we give out the best possible line when I'm looking at all the sports books for the purposes of the best bets. So this game for this purpose will be a pick them. I'm going to actually ride with the Denver Broncos. I think that they win the game outright. And I think that Von Miller and Bradley Chubb and that defense is going to get to Deshaun Watson. I think that The Denver Broncos are going to find a way to grind out this win. I think Houston has been, you know, a hot kind of trendy team at this time. And I'm not, you know, in a hurry to fade them, but I think it's a bad spot for them. I think think the Denver Broncos come to play this week. And that's been reiterated by, you know, sharp action that I found. So as I've said previously on this podcast, I'm, I'm not so much the X's and O's guys that breaks down rosters and coaching decisions and things like that. I like to look at the market and look at it like a stock market, and I like to look at week to week, and I kind of throw out last week, what happened last week, and you know I look at every every any given Sunday as a whole new chance for a team to bring their A game. And I think that in this spot, situationally, Denver Broncos are in a good position to take home a victory at home. So I'm going to ride with Denver in a pick situation, just have to win the game as my best bet of the week. I'm riding with the Broncos. All right, moving on, we have our seven-point teasers. Uh, last time I started with Big Dog, so this time I'm going to go with Bonte. Bonte, what is your two-team seven-point teaser? And just to... Just to uh, give you an option, because I'm going to be using this myself, it's something I'm going to throw into the podcast. If you don't want to use a seven-point teaser, a two-team money line parlay is perfectly acceptable. Hmm. If you would like to use that option, okay. Um, but a seven-point teaser is kind of the standard of the show. Just to kind of tease what I'm going to be using, it's a it's a money line parlay, right. but I'm going to be. Um, Giving that option out. So, Bonte, who's your teaser for the week? Well, the first leg has to be the Kansas City Chiefs. That's like free money right there. With Patrick Mahomes rolling, uh, this offense is running at a high level. Uh, Kareem Hunt, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, they're playing on a – Kareem Hunt may be the most underrated running back in the NFL. Nobody talks about him. Right. No, everybody's talking about Saquon Barkley, right. you know Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon, and for good reason, and Todd Gurley for good reason. Right. They're right. phenomenal. Don't but forget what, Gordon. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah I said Gordon. that. Yeah, yeah Melvin did. Gordon and okay. L.A. Chargers. Um, he's phenomenal. But what Kareem Hunt does in a running game and a passing game, 
He breaks tackles. Yes. He's elusive. Mm-hmm. He has good hands. Mm-hmm. He's a three-down back right. in a high-octane offense right. that doesn't get enough credit. Um, this team, it, it, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, are, they're a nice, they have a lot of young talent. There's no doubt about it. Cleveland would be hyped up. Greg Williams had his team fired up in a game that, you know, we're not going to see Hugh Jackson's on the sideline because he just got fired. Correct. But Kansas City sees the bigger picture. Having home field advantage. It's so much easier to play your home games at Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium where it's loud. So I think the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid is a pro. He'll have this team prepared. It's a business trip. Uh, They're not going to let the Cleveland Browns sneak up on them. I love Kansas City as a two-team. The first leg of a two-team teaser. So that I advise if it's a seven-point tease and you're giving nine with the Kansas City Chiefs, knock it down to two, they're going to win by a field goal. Well, and and just to um, reiterate my point about line shopping, so essentially um, there's many sports books you can bet with, and you know we we typically in this you know Bonte and I we, we're, we're customers of Bovada and they're they're a square book. So I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a customer. <laughs> what, what is Bovada? What's Bovada? Who's that? Okay. A What's customer. That? Well, yeah. Actually, I, I've never heard of it before. Well, you 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 get money. You get checks from them. So really, you're not so much. I don't a know customer, what you're talking about. You know, you're an employee. Yeah. You work for them. They're they're your customer, really. Um, but the fact of the matter is oh, that um, the only reason I bring this up is that the line opened nine, and it's still nine at Bovada. But at Bookmaker and at Bet Online and at Westgate and Vegas and CG Technologies and the South Point <laughs> and uh, Stations and the Win, I'm looking at many sports books that have it at seven and a half. Hmm. So, couple couple ways to look at this. Like one thing is that those are sharper books, and that makes me think that there is some sharp action on the Cleveland Browns actually at the at nine, right. which moved it down. Because you know the public is not betting the Cleveland Browns. No, there's so no way. if the, that line's moving down, that, that's professional money. That's sharp money. Um, so that's one way to look at it. But for our purposes, when we're talking about a, a two-team seven-point teaser, Bonte, if you want to use the Kansas City Chiefs, you are. I'm going to give you the seven and a half. So you're moving it down to a pick em. Just have to win the game. Oh, that's nothing. And so, I'll take the Chiefs all day there. Okay. Um, yeah. Looking at the second leg, and it, look, this week in the NFL, it's it's kind of like college football. It's, it's a statement Sunday. You know, everybody's been talking about college football where it's a statement Saturday. You know, Alabama got has to go to LSU. Is LSU going to stand up? Well, Alabama made a statement. Um, <laughs> Clemson made a statement. Michigan made a statement today. Georgia, the Bulldogs, they made a statement against Kentucky. They're going to play Alabama in an SEC championship. But statement Sunday here, you got a lot of good games. The Falcons, Redskins, Lions, Vikings, Jets, Dolphins. You know, that's an AFC East division rivalry game down in South Beach. That's going to be a bit fishy. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. You look up and down the board, I really can't get a read on the board. So if I'm going to use the second team, I'm going to go with the safest pick. And it's a square pick. But it's Tom Brady and the Patriots in the spot on Sunday Night Football primetime television. Last week against Buffalo... They held a lot of things back. The playbook was really limited. 
Um, Josh Gordon was kind of, what, what happened there? Was he late for curfew or was he not? He started the game. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe the Patriots put that stuff in the stratosphere right. about him being tardy. But Tom Brady had a very pedestrian game on Monday Night Football. Sunday night with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth in the booth. And you got James White rolling. Uh, Sonny Michelle may be playing in this game. From what I'm hearing, he went through practice. He went through a couple practices. We'll see. You never know what the Patriots uh, the injury report. Uh, Gronk is getting healthier. Edelman's playing well. I love the Patriots in this spot. From what I've seen, they're giving five and a half and six. And I know Aaron Rodgers and the Packers they have a very high-octane offense. Uh, if Randall Cobb comes back with Devontae Adams, they're going to score points. They're going to challenge this Patriots defense that has gotten carved up. But if you give me the Patriots, and you can take that teaser, that seven-point tease down, you're getting points, a point and a half? Mm-hmm. I just need the Patriots to win a game. Give just me the right. Patriots and Chiefs in the two-team teaser. Okay. Bonte Hills, two-team, seven-point teaser. He's moving the Kansas City Chiefs down from a seven-and-a-half-point favor to a pick And he's moving the New England Patriots from a five-and-a-half-point favorite to getting plus one-and-a-half. Uh, Big Dog City, what is your two-team, seven-point teaser for Week 9 in the NFL? It's a good one. Now, I really, really, that free money, I like that free money. That KC, <laughs> <laughs> you, you might have to just go with that. That's, that's like stealing candy You can from double up. There's nothing wrong with doubling <laughs> it's up. It's like stealing candy from a baby. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> and and, and to, 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 to what you've been saying about me, Bovada and winning uh, and stuff like that, that's what's been helping me, is you look at one game, one game. you isolate one game. How can I maximize, maximize every avenue in this game? Whether it's quarter totals, you know, team totals and a half, team totals for a game, I'm going to maximize that one game because there's so many points. You can win five to six different games, different bets, excuse me, off of one game. Yes, sir. And you make your day. Yeah. You make your day. So I love and what to that point, when you when you spread out your bets too much... You actually leave yourself open vulner, vulnerability-wise to you know having kind of like a 50-50 right. day. Whereas if you isolate your favorite play of the day and you tie that into multiple bets, um, if that hits, then you're you're off to a, a very good start. So um, big dog. So I, I assume that you're moving the Chiefs down from a seven and a half point favorite all the way to a pick 'em. Just have to win the game yes, in Cleveland. You pick 'em. I'm going with the pick 'em on that. Got one. you. You definitely go with the pick 'em with KC on that. Okay. But uh, there was there's another game I'm re- I like I like and it was kind of touched on a little earlier here. It was that Seattle game. We just okay. talked about Seattle. Woo. Right. And I know Monte said a little bit about the Chargers. And what they're doing, offense is good. They look good. But when I look, I know you're not a – Philly Zoo, I know you're not a big guy about what happens in the past. Right. But I'm a type of guy who look at what happens in the past, what the team has done, what's going on. So when I look at the Chargers, I look at their last couple of games, they play some powder puffs. <laughs> you, you know, it's been Tennessee Titans. Eh? Are they for real? We don't know. Big Browns, are they for real? We don't know. We know I'm a big Raiders fan. Big they, time. They kick my boys, you know what, ass. 
They're not for real. This guy is the biggest Raiders <laughs> fan I have ever met, and I, I I feel for you, Big Dog, this season. But, but they're but not real. Big uh, better days are ahead. You know, this is just, at some point. Just watch this season, and hopefully, Gruden's gonna get shit together. Uh, Oklahoma scores <laughs> as we're looking at this game, and maybe I'm not going to be a complete mush today. College football, uh, it's like Christmas in college right. football for me. <laughs> There's money to be made from 9 a.m. all the way up until 10 p.m. Come on, Philly. I need to be uh, just piggybacking Bonte Hill when it comes okay. to college football because sometimes you have to humble yourself and just realize some people that you are your associates – are better at this shit than you are, and you need to ride with them. And college football, I have two people, Bonte Hill and my boy Freddie P back in Philly. Oh, don't and forget I, about Mo Money. And Mo Money. And Mo Money as well, who I, I invited on this podcast. I don't he'll know, be he, here. He ghosted me. Yeah, no, I'm he'll not be sure here. where he's at. He'll be on a future He's Mo Money. He's going out there making money. Getting that money. He's getting that money on a Saturday night. Cashing tickets, baby. Come on. <laughs> He'll be back out here on Cash Considerations future episode, no doubt. But anyway, um, but go ahead, Big me. Dog. Y'all cut into my uh, right. Yes, you know, so give him give I, the floor to Big Dog. I know Oklahoma, y'all doing big things. 50, 51-40, <laughs> running up the score. But back to what I was saying, you know, the Chargers. After the Raiders, they beat the Raiders up. Not great. Niners, they beat the Niners. It was a close game against the Niners. You see where they at? And so these are not some of the good teams in the league. They played the Rams. Rams kind of beat up on them. Rams a good team. Mm-hmm. So when I look at Seattle, Seattle had a lot of controversy at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do know about Pete Carroll, he knows how to coach players and men. And you, when you got a guy like Russell Wilson, I'm going to put my money with Russell Wilson. Hey. He knows how to win. He He's, finds a way to win. Yeah. It, 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 Especially it doesn't at matter. home. At home, at home with the 12th man. Mm-hmm. Hey, remember, you're going to 12th One man. One of the best home field advantages of football. Big Dog, you know this. I bet on Wisconsin a lot. Yes, sir. When Russell Wilson did. was at quarterback, mm-hmm. and he took that team to the Rose Bowl against the Oregon Ducks team. That might have been the best Oregon Ducks team ever. Yes, sir. Even better than the team that played Auburn in the national championship. Mm-hmm. They had speed everywhere. Remember DeAnthony Thomas as a yes. true freshman taking one like 90-plus yards mm-hmm. or something like that on a jet sweep? Yep. It was video game speed. Oh, yeah, and Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, excuse me, had the Badgers in position to win that game. Mm-hmm. He was a Boss that he year. Very good. He, he's Composed, very good. Humble. Yep. Nothing rattles him. I mean, I, in, even in the NFL, we've seen the comebacks. Yeah. We've seen him with no O line. We've he, seen it all. He makes shit happen. And, 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 and back to the running back, we're talking about Carson running hard. Mm-hmm. They're running hard mm-hmm. right now. So, so I, I'm, um, I'm taking so my two team pick. You know, I'm going KC. I'm going with the free money. <laughs> you got to go with the free money. And I'm going with Seattle at home, 12th okay. man. This is a state. What were we say earlier? It's a statement game for Seattle right now. This is a statement. Statement game. Sunday, baby. This is a statement. Statement it really Sunday. Is. And this is this is a really interesting game because when you look at the line on this game, um, I'm seeing a pick'em at Bookmaker. I'm seeing a pick'em at Grande. I'm seeing a pick'em at Bovada. Greek. Five Dimes, Heritage, Westgate, CG Technologies. This game's a pick'em, all right. So uh, the one there's a there's a couple books that have Seattle minus one, but again, for the purposes of this podcast, I'm gonna give you the the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna give you the best number possible. So I'm gonna give you the pick'em, which means that you're taking Seattle 
plus seven, mm-hmm. and you're taking the Chiefs and a pick'em. Yes, sir. Okay, that's big dogs, two-team, seven-point teaser. He's riding with the Seattle Seahawks at home with that phenomenal home field advantage at the 12th man. All right, on to my seven-point tease. Um, I'm moving as Bonte, you, you use the Pats, correct? I use the Pats. Okay, so uh, we're on the same page here. Um, as I uh, teased earlier, I alluded to, um, I'm going to allow in this situation going forward, if the game is in between five and a half and a seven point spread, I'm going to allow a money line parlay because. Something I want to educate listeners about is the fact that you can you can uh, win more money doing a money line parlay than you can doing a two team seven point teaser if the numbers are correct. So in this example, the Patriots are a five and a half point favorite, and that situation, if I were to use a seven point tease, I can make them a one and a half point dog, right? Okay, yeah. but on the money line, they're around, let's say, minus 220, right? Mm-hmm. So if I can find another team that is under the seven point right. and I can use them in a money line parlay, it's actually better for me than doing a two-team seven-point teaser mm-hmm. because basically all you need in a money line parlay, obviously, all you need is both teams to win the game, right? Right. Correct. So... You know, I'm not too worried about getting that one and a half points with the Patriots. Right. And I'm not too worried about the second leg, which I'm going to use the Minnesota Vikings in this game. And I'm seeing them at a five-point favorite across the board. A couple five-and-a-halves out there. But it's the perfect example of a time where it's it's – more beneficial for the better to use a money line two team money line parlay rather than a seven point teaser because you're getting a better return on your investment. Now a two team money line parlay, Minnesota Vikings, New England Patriots is gonna pay better than a seven point teaser or even a seven, a six point teaser would. So for for this case, I'm gonna use a two team money line parlay, Minnesota Vikings, New England Patriots, both teams just have to win the game. I like Minnesota at home against Detroit. I'm not. I'm. I'm a huge fan of the fact that the D- Detroit Lions traded Golden Tate to the Philadelphia Eagles. But I would say, right. for the purposes of the Detroit Lions, that's kind of like saying we're we're done. Right. We're not really interested in winning this season. But they did trade for Snacks Harrison. They did trade for Snacks. They trade for Snacks and Golden Tate is. I, isn't he a free agent after the season? So it's like we might as well get something right. for him. Right. And okay. you have Kenny Galladay and uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Who They're Marvin big Jones playmakers. Jr. has right. had a big year. And Galladay, so Galladay's he, Megatron light. This dude he, is yes, a monster. I saw him up. at Levi Stadium. He yeah. stiff armed a couple of those DBs. Yeah, right. He's a problem. <laughs> and they have a run game now, which they haven't had in the past. Harry on Johnson. Exactly. So mm-hmm. now, see, that's the thing about Detroit. They haven't really said wave the white flag. No. When That's one thing about the NFL I'm starting to learn more about is some of these teams, when there's an opportunity to trade somebody and get something, it's all about the future in the league, too. You got to stay young and stay positive in the future right. with the young talent. Right. So that made sense. So I wouldn't say the white flag yet. I still like Detroit. They're good. You know, they're still okay. a good team. In this situation, do you like Detroit getting 
plus five, or is that not something that you're too crazy about? See, it's funny that you said that. I've been looking at that, and I'm, I'm up and down with Minnesota. Right. Minnesota's another good team. They they, they play well, uh, but at home, sometimes they struggle. Mm-hmm. So they've lost at home a couple times. They just lost in New Orleans. So I can see them. Detroit, another this statement Sunday. Detroit has to make a statement. Right. If they win this game, they're they're back in in the in the, in the hunt. They're right. being tied for first. So, I like Detroit in this situation. I do. Okay. I so do. You, you I like, like Detroit. Detroit plus the five. I like Detroit okay. plus the five. I so, do. you I know, do. my my counter argument to the points about Detroit not uh, waving the white flag, and I agree, they're not. They're not giving up on the season yet. But I think when you trade one of your best players, and Golden Tate was one of their best players, you have to admit. Um, you're you're not sending the best message to your locker room that we're like all in for this season. You're not exactly saying like we're we're trying to go to the playoffs and we're trying to win games and we're a contender. When you trade a guy like Golden Tate, it's not it's not really sending the best message. Right. Um that's just how I feel about it. I mean, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles diehard fan and I'm overjoyed to get Golden Tate as part of our Arsenal, I think Carson Wentz is going to do really good things with him. He when, 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 when you look at Nelson Aguilar and you look at Alshon Jeffrey, you look at Zach Ertz, I think weapons. we got weapons got in weapons. Philly right now. We're on a bye week. We're not going to talk too but much then, about the Eagles again, right now. Talking about Detroit, right. you gotta, when you look at it, I'm looking at the standings, right, in their division. And you're a coach, front office, you make a trade. But you're still telling your team, look, Chicago's 4-3. and three. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's 4-3 four and, three, four, three and one and I'm playing you right now. You're three and four. You beat Minnesota. You're still there. So it's not right. about. But that even more so adds to my argument, I feel, because it's like you're right in the thick of things and you trade one of your best offensive weapons. But, 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 but at the same they time, still, you here's feel the thing. that you. Detroit's making, here, Detroit's making a shift here uh, under, under Matt Patricia, the right. former defensive coordinator of the Patriots. Here's the thing with Matt Patricia. He wants to be more physical. He wants to be more balanced. Detroit, all these years, had these three wide receiver sets, and they let Matthew Stafford throw the ball around the around the football field. Yeah. Doesn't work. Hasn't gotten you many playoff wins, has it? You haven't won one playoff game under Matthew Stafford. So, you need a little bit more balance. What Detroit is shifting to now is a more balanced attack. You have Kerryon Johnson, a rookie running back out of Auburn, who is a monster. You have LeGarrette Blunt, who can finish games. Right. Physical physicality. We want to run the ball and smash you between the tackles. Mm-hmm. And then, off of that running game, if you get these defenses, like Minnesota, to respect your running game, now you play action pass. You got two very <laughs> solid receivers. A deep threat in Marvin Jones Jr. and a guy in Kenny Galladay who I believe can be a star in this league. So you're shifting. And then, look at the other side of the football. New York Giants, you want to have a fire sale? Give us snacks. Snacks is as physical as they come as a defensive tackle. He's been hitting up there in New York. So Matt Patricia's shifting the culture. Right. He wants to be more physical. Enough of this run and shoot. We're going to throw the ball around in this new NFL. They're going to hit you in the mouth. And I like Detroit. This is a tough game for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They haven't been covering at home either. Right. <laughs> didn't cover against the Cardinals. And they sure didn't cover against the Buffalo Bills <laughs> when they got right. shut out. Or they, they scored six points uh, against the Buffalo Bills who jumped out to a 27 nothing lead. So this is a tricky game. And it's a game I'm staying no the hell away from. Right. No <laughs> but I don't, I don't the logic in betting for Detroit, in betting Detroit, I could see that. I could right. see Detroit losing by four, by three, or just downright winning the game. Right. Outright winning the game. Okay. 
No doubt. Um, I respect that argument, but I would say I would not be in a hurry to lay four and a half or five points with Minnesota. But what I'm doing in this bet is a money line parlay Ooh, where Minnesota right. just has to win the game outright at home in a game that's very important to them. And I think that the Minnesota defense is starting to resemble that last year's defense. They're not looking quite as good. Last year, they were lights out. I mean, that defense was one of the probably the best in football, really. And we're starting to see some of that coming back. Um, we were talking earlier about whether or not Xavier Rhodes was going to play in this game or whether or not Anthony Barr is going to play. Um, you got to get some of the key pieces back. But I still think this Minnesota defense is one of the best in football. At home, you're going to hear that horn. <laughs> and Buffalo rose to the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear that horn, and I'm riding with Minnesota, and I'm riding with New England in a two-team money line parlay, and that is my version of the two-team seven-point teaser, which I'm going to allow going forward for this podcast purposes. So, all right, we're on to our last segment of the show, which is going to be the three-team ten-point teaser, which I affectionately call the sweet tea because everybody calls it a sweetheart teaser. Uh, but it's very tasty to me because I, I've had a lot of success with the sweet tea. Uh, getting 10 points uh, in three different games, as long as you know what you're doing and you use your points wisely, I think you can make a lot of money with this bet. Um, um, let's go with Big Dog, your 10-point sweet tea, sir, if you... Need any help with the numbers? This, I can help you with that. How about this, Mr. Philly Zoo? Yes, sir. Since you had me go first in the first segment, okay. you yeah. had Mr. Bonte go That's right. second. That's right. How about you show us what Absolutely. you got first? I got you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to fire. So I got Atlanta Falcons. I'm moving them up from a one-and-a-half-point dog. And actually, woo-wee, I'm seeing that line at two-and-a-half a bookmaker. So there's... There's clearly some some sharp action uh, coming in on the Washington Redskins in this game. So I'm going to take advantage of the numbers that present themselves, and I'm going to use the 2.5 and and move it up 10 points to 12.5 and and take the Atlanta Falcons as the first leg of my 10-point sweet tea. I just – I very well could see the Atlanta Falcons winning this game. Um I really, I really feel it's a must-win for them in this situation. Uh, I think they have the better offense than Washington Redskins do. I know Washington's at home, and they probably have the better running game, and the Redskins are rolling a little bit right now. <coughs> that being said, I think they're a bit fraudulent as, uh, you know, um, what are they, 5-2 and two right now, the Washington Redskins? I think they're a little bit fraudulent to be a first place in their division I think the Eagles will ultimately overtake them in the NFC East. That's not just my bias, but I honestly think the Eagles are a better team in Washington. And I think Atlanta gets things going this week. And even if they lose the game, I'm getting 12.5 points. So I feel really good about getting Atlanta plus 12.5. First leg of the Sweet Tea. Second leg, I'm using the aforementioned, we already talked about this game, L.A. Chargers at the Seattle Seahawks. I'm seeing the Seattle Seahawks favor by one at the win at William Hill at certain sports books. 
I'm moving it up 10 points, and I'm taking the L.A. Chargers plus 11. I'm not totally disagreeing with Big Dog's play of the Seattle Seahawks, but if I'm getting 11 points, I think this game's close. Either way, even if L.A. Chargers lose the game, I see it being a close game. I love getting the Chargers plus 11. They have the better record right now. They got Phillip Rivers rolling right now. The defense is playing well. This team is kind of hitting on all cylinders right now. Um, but in this pick, I mean, I can go with you on this one. Either mm-hmm. way you go, is going to plus either team. So it, it comes down to a In the 10-point teaser, yeah. Right. So right. I, I, I really do see where you can go with this. So it's a good pick. Right. It definitely is. And I'm a, num- <laughs> I'm a numbers guy, and I like to get above the key numbers. And the key numbers in the NFL are 3, 7, and 10. Those are three of the key numbers. Four, four can also be a key number. But if I'm getting above 10 points in a game that really could go either way, I like to take the L.A. Chargers in this spot. So um, the third and final leg of my sweet tea, I'm riding with the Chicago Bears against the Buffalo Bills in a spot where the Bills are going to be starting Nathan Peterman, who I think has probably been one of the worst quarterbacks <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, I mean... The guy is uh, just a disgrace. And (laughs) the fact of the matter is, if I'm getting a game against the Chicago Bears defense where I just need the Bears to win outright and I'm moving it down from 10 to a pick I just need the Bears to win. You know, I think Buffalo defense at home and that crowd is good enough to keep it close. But I think the Bears win the game. So I'm moving it down to a pick final... um, Final uh, note on this uh, three-team Sweet Tea. Falcons plus 11.5. L.A. Chargers plus 11. Chicago Bears pick them. That's my Sweet Tea for Week 9 in the NFL. Uh, I'll go with the Falcons over um, the, the Washington and Falcons game. I think there's going to be some points scored in there because the Falcons team is very fraudulent. They've lost a lot of guys. Keanu Neal. Um, they lost one of the safeties. Uh, the safeties' uh, name is uh, slipping my mind here. I'll look it up in just a second. Deion Jones. Deion, no, Deion Jones, the linebacker. Yeah, mm-hmm. excuse me. And Keanu Neal, the safety. Uh, thank you for correcting me there, Philly. Um, Keanu Neal and Deion Jones are problems. They're playmakers. Uh, they're pro bowlers. Uh, these guys can play. You know, they're sideline to sideline. They make tackles. They make impact plays. So I think there's going to be some points scored. And Atlanta's offense has been solid. Julio Jones is having a monster year even though you wouldn't know it because he hasn't gotten the end zone. Uh, but they got weapons around him. Hooper, True. the tight end. Calvin Hooper, Ridley. Really? Uh, Telvin Smith. Sanu's you know, Smith. trying to come on. Yeah, Sanu's trying to come on. They got players right. in Atlanta. So I think teasing the over down in the sweet tee for the first leg, teasing it down from 48 to 38, I believe it goes over 38. That's my first leg there. Second leg, the Kansas City Chiefs. How can you not take the Chiefs? They're winning this game. Come on, folks. They are going to win this football game. There's no doubt about it. No and then doubt. you know what? My my best bet was the Chargers Seahawks over. I'm going to double down and tease that over down and make it 37 and a half. I love getting, you know, if my team needs to score 38, well, that's very possible. You may get a, what if you get a 21-17 game? Guess what? You hit. That's 38 points. You cover by a hook. So those are my sweet tees. That's my sweet tee right there. Three-team sweet tea. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Falcons-Redskins over, making it 38. 
and I'm taking the Seahawks Chargers over, uh, making it 37 and a half. Wow. Okay. Our first um, two uh, in the in the Sweet Tea using two totals on the over. Um, you know, as long as it catches the ticket, that's all that really matters in the end of the day, isn't it? So if you're moving a, a, a total down 10 points and you're getting good value, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Bonte Hill using two totals in his sweet tea. Big Dog City, uh, what do you have as your three-team sweet tea this week? Three-team sweet tea. For me, I'm looking at uh, my first game. I'm looking at this Houston-Denver game. And we talked about this. It was talked about a little earlier. Denver was liked. It's in Denver. Uh, I like Houston. Mm-hmm. I go with Houston. Uh, they do get a... You're getting it at a good number, actually, because Denver, I'm seeing at a one-and-a-half-point favorite is the mm-hmm. best line available. So mm-hmm. that's actually... Getting 11-and-a-half is one of my favorite numbers mm-hmm. to get because you actually see a lot of games land on 11. Right. 31-20... Thirty-four, twenty-three. Right. You see games landing on eleven, and if you get that hook, eleven and a half is a really nice number to get. I totally respect that. Okay, right. go ahead. So looking at that, you know, listening to the early podcast, you know, I I got a couple tips from you, a couple of numbers here and there. So yeah, using those numbers, I like that one. Okay, Houston's a very good team because Denver obviously traded Denarius Thomas. He right. goes to Houston. Mm-hmm. Houston also has been playing pretty well on defense. You right. got two great DNs. Right. Uh, this is going to be a very highlighted game. You know, with the two defenses, they got great defensive ends. So it's going to be a defensive game. People are going to be coming, but I like what uh, Houston can do on offense. So I definitely like Houston. Um, and just to just to add to your point too. The total on this game is 46, so it's a pretty low total. Mm-hmm. If you're getting plus 11.5 on a, on a low total, right. it's usually a good EV, expected value on the bet. So I totally respect getting 11.5 points with the Houston Texans. I might even use it myself, right. even though Denver Broncos were my best bet. Right. <laughs> it just goes to show you that when you line shop and you, mm-hmm. you, you bet based on numbers – you can be on one side with the best bet, right. and then on the sweet tea be on the other side and, and possibly hit that creamy middle, mm-hmm. where Denver could win the game by anything, like in between one and eleven, and right. we both win. Correct. Right. Correct. So I, I totally respect and that's that. That's the great thing about you know numbers. Yeah, numbers and line shopping and just <laughs> knowing how to bet and knowing how to you manipulate the numbers essentially. Right. So, I really like that Houston plus 11 and a half is the first leg of your sweet tea. Yes, sir. And then my second leg, I mean, I think another one that was kind of brought up a little bit was uh Chicago. I really right. like taking Chicago in this game. You know, Chicago's playing Buffalo. They got to go to Buffalo. Weather does not really matter look, because Chicago's cold. It's windy. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack not expected to play. But he didn't play Defense last has week. been a little leaky in Chicago. True. They played last Is that the latest well. information? He's not expected to play? Not expected to play, yeah, according to Adam ankle. Schefter. Yeah, he still got the ankle um, injury with the ankle uh, twist. But, again, before the season, like, you know, I'm a big Raiders fan. Right. Before the season started, you know, I work with a lot of people that are Bears fans. I believe in the Bears without Khalil Mack. Now, so with Khalil Mack, it's good. If he doesn't play this week, I don't think that changes anything. Right. They still get after the Bills. The Bills are the, the Bills. The Bills' offense is atrocious, <laughs> by the way. Watching them on Monday Night Football, right. 
Kelvin Benjamin is going to eat himself out the league. He is big and slow, doesn't gain any separation. Zay Jones is just a guy. Clay is cool, but McCoy and Clay are playing hurt. McCoy should have been traded at the deadline. If I'm Buffalo, I'm shitting McCoy. I would have been beating on the door. Get me out of here. Get me out of Orchard Park. And by the way, we have some other breaking news uh, when it comes to the Chargers-Seahawks game. Melvin Gordon will play versus the Seahawks. Right. Wow. Okay. Chris Carson, by the way, is a game-time decision for the Seahawks. I still think Russell Wilson can put up 20 to 24 points on the board. And I like Penny, you know. Yeah, he's good. They got some some runners out there. San Diego State, punt against his hometown team, you know. It it only helps my my sweet tea with the Chargers plus 11. I like that. Yes, sir. Um, And then, so, finishing out that Buffalo, again, Buffalo has not, you know, last two games, they haven't even scored a touchdown. You know, five. Six right. points against the New England Patriots. Five they points against the Colts. They're, they're like, terrible. All right. I, it, it's still, it's still, <laughs> and and the Buffalo Bills get me angry because I think about the Vikings game. How the hell they go into Minnesota and jump out to a twenty-seven to nothing lead? Josh right. Allen did some good things. A rookie quarterback out of Wyoming, yeah. but geez, twenty-seven. Like, how did they pull that game out of their ass? Well, looking at if, if you go back and watch that game again, uh, looking at their offense. They just was flat. A couple fumbles. They got the ball in, you know, good field position. And they capitalized, you know. In the NFL, I don't care who you are, how bad you are. If I get the ball within the, inside the 30, I should be able to score it. Even right. inside the 20. Mm-hmm. I should. I don't care how bad I am. So, again, I'm going Bears. I really don't care for the Buffalo Bills. Right. Nothing they're doing on offense is going to surprise page. anybody. Uh, the defense is eh. Weather does not play a factor. Chicago bad weather so that's my that'll be my second just, just to add to your point um in general like with the sweet tea you're getting 10 points it's almost i don't want to say it's automatic but when you have a 10 point favorite and you get to move them down to a pick them right. they just have to win the game Correct. it's really tempting it's really mm-hmm. hard not to take mm-hmm. that 10 point favorite to just have to win the game. Right. Um, unless I really feel like the underdog has a chance to win, I'm right. probably going to be riding in a sweet tee with right. that 10-point favorite. It's and I'm not uh, in a hurry to, right. to back Nathan Peterman no. to beat the Chicago Bears, even without Khalil Mack. It does concern me a little bit that Mack's not playing. I mean, it's not, you know, the best situation. It, but It doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, Khalil Mack is a barrier. He's a factor, definitely. Big. Big-time factor, mm-hmm. but... Again, like I said, the start of this, Bears was a good defense. Right. They're a good they team. got a good defensive coordinator. Right. He's going to have them ready. I mean, the Bills are the Bills. They're just, just a better team than the right. Bills. They're just better. And Trubisky, over the last, I think, four or five games, he's thrown over 200 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, very impressive. He's right. doing what he needs to do. The it's a perfect sweet T- so team. I, right I definitely honestly. like them on my second leg. Third leg to wrap this up. <sighs> Ha, 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 ha. I'm big dog, as by the way. I'm a little controversial. <laughs> big dog I'm a little that. different. He loves being controversial. I'm a little different. <laughs> big dog loves Washington. Okay. <laughs> okay. Big dog loves Washington at home wow. against Atlanta. That's a huge game for the Redskins. This is a statement game. Again, we said statement Sunday. We're going to make statements on Sunday, okay? <laughs> right, right. AP's playing hard. He's running hard, man. AP I, won't give it up. He won't go he away. He won't give it up. He just won't go away as a running back. He just and, and, and <laughs> He's like Frank Gore. And another guy, he just won't go away. Like, you go to sleep and you go, how, how is he still in the league? Alex Smith. 
He just makes it happen. I don't know how, but he's he makes it happen. Washington offense without receivers has still been making things happen. They're, they're winning. So I like what they're doing. Atlanta, fool's gold. I don't like them. I love, the, I, I love what they have on offense. That defense, <laughs> they haven't stopped anybody. Mm. Stop somebody. Key injuries on that Key defense. Key injuries, offense, you know, they're good. High power. But guess what? Guess what Washington Julio just did Jones this week? Jones isn't even scoring touchdowns. He hasn't. Guess what the Washington Redskins did this week? They went to go get Ha Ha Dixon. Even though he may yeah, not be the best. Dixon, Swanger, he might that's not a hell be the of a best. I was tamper. really angry. <laughs> As an Eagles a... <laughs> fan, I was really angry about that move. Right. Because Eagles lost Rodney McLeod. Mm-hmm. And although uh, Maddox has come in and played really well in his absence, he's been very uh, admirable to fill in. Ha-ha Clinton Dix. Like, he was available and Howie Roseman didn't, didn't you know, bring that line. Hey. I really was upset to He's see. Really and I, when I can, see- can somebody can somebody please understand? Can somebody please uh, enlighten me on why the Green Bay Packers would trade HaHa? Because he's a free agent free after agent the season. Agent. And they're thinking Same. that, look, we, we got other guys in the spot. Um, we can we can replace him. We, he won't hurt us as much. And HaHa Clinton Dix gives up big plays. Yeah, but that's in been, Green Bay's right, right, defense yep. where they don't have a pass rush. Mm-hmm. Their linebacking core is so-so. Uh, the DBs, that, that defense is run poorly. Uh, I love HaHa Clinton. Every next, time I've watched I, him play, DJ, I've really ne- liked him. Next to DJ Swearinger, in that division, with Josh Norman, mm. with yeah. Josh Norman. That secondary. I, that secondary just got better. Mm-hmm. You better wake up on Jay Gruden and Alex Smith you know, and company. They're a problem. Because that was a counter to what their division rivals done yeah. in the Eagles. They yeah. went to go get Look paid, at the NFC East. So, Washington adds HaHa, right? Right. Okay, Dallas Cowboys add Amari Cooper. Cooper. Yep. Eagles add Golden Tate. Right. Yeah. Okay. What did the Giants do? They lost. <laughs> they lost, yeah. they lost everybody. Snacks. They've given up. They've given up. They've tapped out. Forget about that. And then you have the Dallas Cowboys with Zeke and Amari Cooper. I'm intrigued to see what happens Monday Night Football in a game that it will not touch against the Tennessee Titans. That is a statement. Man, we got a statement weekend, fellas. Statement weekend. So to wrap mine up real quick. Was you know I'm going to Houston, mm-hmm. Chicago plus eleven and a half Texans, Chicago, Chicago Bears pick them, pick them, and then we're going with Washington. Okay, so interesting with the Washington game, and again to reiterate my point about line shopping and how different sports book have different numbers. I'm seeing the Washington line at Washington minus two and a half at Bookmaker, which is a pretty sharp book. And I'm seeing it at a pick'em at the Greek and Five Dimes, which are more kind of square books, especially Five Dimes, super square. So I will give you, Big Dog City, pick'em, which means that you will be getting the Washington Redskins plus 10 as your third leg of your sweet tea. But I'm getting... The plus two and a half on the Atlanta Falcons as my sweet tea because I use them, if you remember, to get plus twelve and a half. Correct. So we could we could both be winners here Correct. if you know Washington wins by less than twelve. Correct. We both win. Um, Which is very possible. Yeah, absolutely, very possible. Uh, before we get out of here, 
we, we've done our best bets. We've done our two-team seven-point teaser. We've done our three-team sweet tea. Um, I just want to go over some games because we're having fun here. Quick. I just want to just kind of go down the board and get thoughts quick from question. everybody. Real, real quick, quick hitters. Quick real, question for Yeah, you. go ahead. Since this is the first time for the big dog on here, it's a statement Sunday. I like to make a statement. Go ahead. Pick two-team pick. By all means. Straight money line. So, I was looking. There's a couple games out there. There's two that I came across that I like on the money line, and it's uh, the Jets. A lot of people aren't talking about the Jets. Because the Dolphins at South Beach? Yeah, and they're lingering. Interesting the game. I'm not touching that game. And that's the thing. I'm making a statement. The Jets need to make a statement. In, the, in, in Minnesota, I think Miami is fool's gold. <laughs> They're not the, they're not who they we think they are, and then I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh got to make a statement against the Ravens. Okay, so money line. I'm going with those two Jets. Wow. Jets and Jets Steelers. And Steelers. Wow. So you like a Jets Steelers money line parlay? Yes, sir. Okay, we're giving out bonus picks right now, which I like. This is how we're gonna do it. At the end of the show, we're just gonna freestyle and we're gonna give out bonus picks. We're gonna go down the board. So Big Dog likes New York Jets who are currently a three-point underdog, actually. A bookmaker, Grande, Bovada. Many uh, different books have the Jets as a three-point dog. He's taking the Jets on the money line, and he's taking the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are also underdog, at... That, that line has actually moved down. It opened at three, Baltimore minus three, and it's been moved down to two. Ooh. And I've been able to confirm sharp action came in on the Steelers at plus three. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that the sharp, the wise guys like the Steelers to win the game, but they liked the fact that you're getting a field goal and right. they could push on that or they had the chance to win the game and they just win. But uh, for purposes of this podcast, Big Dog bonus play is going New York Jets, Pittsburgh Steelers, Moneyline Parlay. And let me tell you, folks, that's going to pay pretty well, actually, because when you do two games that are um, under, you know, minus 200 or kind of close to pick them, it actually pays like double. So you're going you're gonna to maybe make $200 on a $100 bet on that. So I like that. Um, Bonte, any bonus picks before we go? We can cook, kind of go down the board, if unless you have anything else to say before we go. Yeah, I mean, I love that Kansas City game. I If I'm anybody, I'm looking at the first quarter over, the spread. I'm sitting there waiting for props. I want to hammer everything with the Chiefs. I don't believe... I don't believe the Cleveland Browns can stop this team. <laughs> Andy Reid and company are going to make a statement. Um, and also, like... You know, I, I know the Sharps are slamming money on the L.A. Rams. You give me the Saints as an underdog in the Superdome, mm-hmm. they're going to be loud. And what I saw from Jared Goff at time, look, they came into Levi Stadium and beat the crap out the 49ers. They could have scored 50 if they wanted to. They they took their foot off the gas pedal, said, we respect you, Kyle Shedhead. Get your team better. We'll see you at the end of the year. We're getting out of here healthy. We're playing everybody. Um Jared Goff a couple times in the pocket. If you could get pressure on this guy, his footwork gets a little messy. Um, his mechanics get a little out of whack. And you can hit this guy. I don't think he's been hit quite yet. And in that Superdome where it's going to be loud, that Saints defense does have a good pass rush. And I love the Saints offense against this defense. Now, Aaron Donaldson, <laughs> he could wreck the game. There's no doubt about it. 
Saints offensive line, one of the Zach best in the league. Fowler from Jacksonville? D- d- yeah, he's been a bit inconsistent, but Sue, Sue hasn't done much. It's been there all Aaron Donald to me. And Brockers, and now you got Fowler. There's no doubt about it. Peters what... is back there, but I think Sean Payton is going to dial it up. I think he's going to be carving his defense up. I love them in the dome with Kamara and Ingram. I think uh, uh, Michael Thomas has a big-time game. He's a he's a bona fide superstar. I think he gets the best of uh, Marcus Peters. So I love the Saints. You give me the Saints, I'll, I'm, I'll bet the money line. I'll take the points. It does not matter. I think the Saints, my bonus pick in that afternoon slot in the Superdome, statement game for them. Don't forget about Drew Brees. Uh, <laughs> he's an all-time great. We, I, I love the Saints in this spot. Right. Uh, bad spot for the Rams. Not not bad. And, it, and you know what? I won't take away really much from this game if the Rams lose. It's a bad spot for them. They're rolling right now. Cooper Cup's coming back. How will he be? You know, will he be effective? Will he be rusty? Uh, having an injury right that, like that and the timing that he had and the rhythm that he had with Jared Goff takes a while to get it back. So we'll see how we re- how he responds from uh, missing two straight games. So I like the Saints in the spot, Philly. I really respect the uh, call on probably the marquee game of the week. Um, when you look at when you look at Rams and you look at Saints, I mean, what's the better game on the board? Can you say Packers Patriots? Possibly. I mean, but yeah. no, I, I would say that the Rams Saints is definitely the best game on the board. Probably should be the Sunday night game. Um, but we have Bonte Hill taking the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the the most current line I can give you on that game is very interesting because it opened up Rams minus two and a half. Was bet all the way. I saw it at one point in the week at Rams plus one and a half. So there was significant money coming in on the Saints, and now we're all the way back <clears throat> up at this point to Rams minus two. At some of the sharper books, I'm even seeing two and a half a bookmaker, and I'm seeing one at five dimes. More of a square book is shaded towards the Saints. But Bonte Hill is taking the Saints to win the game outright in the Superdome and the, the Rams to get their first loss right. in the season. And, yeah. I, and I really like that. I piggyback that. And you like the Saints I too? I like that. And I'm just looking at a couple things real quick to go with that. Right. Uh, Saints, last two games, they just played the Ravens. Beat them in a nail biter, mm-hmm. but it was at Baltimore. Right. Test on the road. They're usually not good on the road, but hey, they just went to Baltimore, won. Then they went to Minnesota, just won. That Baltimore game 20. was huge. It was huge. That was, huge. That was a statement. So, and they beat up on Minnesota. They could have put did. up more points in that game. They could. It's like the Rams showed mercy to the right. Niners. The Saints actually showed mercy to the Vikings. Right. And then looking at now looking at this game, the Saints got the Rams looking ahead real quick. They got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Bengals, Philly, Atlanta, and Dallas. So it's a good stretch. So this is going to test their where they're at. Right. And they're thinking Super Bowl. What happened to them Both these against teams Minnesota? Yep. Yeah. It's revenge. Yep. Mm-hmm. So revenge I, I'm, I'm with him at home with Tay at home. Saints. You know that, who that crowd? I'm, I'm who that actually, nation? You know who that? Who that? <laughs> who that going to beat themselves? Who that? <laughs> I'm going to make it a consensus sweep across the board. I like the New Orleans Saints, too. I like them at home. I like them getting points. I think that the the so-called quote-unquote sharps are actually on the Rams. That doesn't worry me because I think that Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, they're going to get it done at home. Okay, They're ready to play, and the Rams are going to catch their first loss in this game. And I feel pretty good about it, and it's a consensus across – 
this podcast right now on Cash Considerations. One of their biggest weapons is that offensive line. No one talks about the Saints' offensive line. It's been put together and it's well constructed. So you're right, Drew Brees. How often do you really see him get hit? So we'll, it's not a test. Often. This yeah, is the test. A lot. This, I like the Saints though. Let's go. We all do. <laughs> all three of us like the Saints. So um, we we gave you all some bonus picks. I'm going to try to go down the board real quick just because we're having fun out here and we don't want to end it quite yet. Um, just real quickly, Detroit, Minnesota, I already gave my opinion on the game. I think Vikings win the game. Um, big dog, from what I remember from what you said about this game, you li- you actually like the Lions plus the points if you're getting plus five. Right. But how do you feel? End of the day, in Minnesota, who do you think wins the game? In Minnesota, if Delvin Cook does not play, uh, yeah, it's a tough one. This is it's a, a tough, tough one, one, ain't it? And this is one I want to run from, but I might stick with the guns on this one. I'm going to go with Detroit. I got to go with Stafford. Got to go with Stafford. Okay. Stafford, he, he so Big Dog is riding with Detroit to win game. outright, which I respect. That's a, you got to have some underdog picks. Yeah, that's a game. I could see that coming, too. Nobody's talking about that. Detroit that's a very sneaky, sneaky play. Very sneaky. very sneaky play. And, and what I do like I'm, about Detroit is now, like, no one is really noticing their run game. They're running more. Right. So they have a balance. I think. Actually, Bonte, have you Bonte know Carry on Johnson, and you have LeGarrette Blount. Carry, right. carry on Johnson's a very good early. running back. Yeah, right. He talked about that earlier. Right. How balanced they are now. Which if this game was in Detroit, let me just say I would I'd be feeling the Lions. Right. But in Minnesota, they got a good home crowd. They got that horn. They do. I think it's an important game for them. They it's have feeling. They both got sides. digs. I mean, I just and, and Ziggy Ansah's playing in this game. By the way, he's okay. back. Good. And, you know? and Minnesota's offensive line has been but let's they, be they got beat up against let's, the Saints. Let's be real. They got beat let's up. Be real. Let's be real here. They haven't protected home home field. They've lost a couple games at home this year. You got their schedule? Yeah, they just lost to the Saints. Okay. They lost to the Buffalo Bills. You don't We talked the about Bills that game earlier. They were down 27 to nothing, 27 nothing at halftime. So that Horn, Ooh. new stadium. Right. It's great. It sounds mm-hmm. good. But sometimes Home ain't the best friend. <laughs> Amir Abdullah, or excuse me, Theo Riddick, Carrion Johnson, Legarrette Blunt. I love that backfield. Um, I love the receivers with Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. They will get all the targets. They make plays. How will Golden Golden Tate leaving? And it's funny when I I, I accidentally said Golden State the other day when I was saying <laughs> Golden Tate, I realized that it's just that one letter that separates their names. It's kind of funny, but. Um, Golden Tate, I think, leaving the Lions will will have an effect, and not just on the field, but it's kind of like what message you send to your locker room, right. where you're like, "All right, we're gonna get rid of one of our best players, one of our absolute weapons on offense." Like, what, what does that say to your locker room? Are you trying to win? Or are you trying to just pack it in and play for next season? I mean, right now, Galladay is their best receiver. So cool. I mean, they got That's fine, but they you're still trading a up. stud. I mean, yeah, he's a stud, but at the end of the day, it's a business too, and every player understands that too. And your job is to perform. Right. So next man up. So I believe right now Detroit feels well, they're in a good situation, and football is a long season. Absolutely. I, I don't even think we're halfway through the season yet, are we? Well, we're on week we're nine right now, nine. so we're right so there. So we're right there. Yeah. So we just got to half. So this is a second half run. 
So teams, trade deadline is passed. Teams are positioning themselves to go for this run. Detroit feel like they, they have what they need. They got they got snacks. They slow down a run. That's why I asked if, if Cook doesn't play. So they, they, they got beat up last week, though. They did. Seattle came in there and really beat them up. That was disappointing coming off of the victory in South Beach because the Lions don't typically win those type of road games. Right. They went down to Miami and beat the Dolphins and won you know, with that late field goal. So I'm thinking going into that game against Seattle, that was a game that I didn't bet on either side. I bet the total. I teased the total in that game. because so I, I thought it was going to be a one-possession game. It, right. it was 50-50 to me. And they really weren't in that game against Seattle. Right. <laughs> Seattle went out, got out to a big lead. Um, they did what they wanted offensively, defensively, on special teams. It so, was a letdown. It was a, it, so it, this is, this I mean, is why I'm hearing you collect I wouldn't touch this game. Um, yeah. I wouldn't touch this leans, game at all. The leans here, to me, from what I hear, are I'm leaning Minnesota in a money line parlay to win Ooh. the game. Big Dog is landing with Detroit plus the points, and he thinks that they might win the game outright. And Big and and Bonte, from what I hear from you, it sounds I'm a little confused about where you lean this way, but it seems like mean, you don't want to touch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm crossing this game Check off it the off. board. Crossing it Check off. it off. Yeah. I don't have to play this game, <laughs> folks. And and gamblers, if you're new to gambling, and I get it, gambling is about to be legal. Um, if you're new to it, you don't have to bet every game. That is a forced bet. Why would I force a bet on this game when there's so many different options? Uh, better options, I believe. Uh, this is a game, a division rival. They both they both play their home games in a dome. <laughs> so yeah, they'll right. both be comfortable. <laughs> Detroit knows what's going on. Fort Phil gets loud. Uh, so they'll know what to expect with the horn and U.S. Bank Stadium mm-hmm. making noise. Right, exactly. So this is just a game I'm not going to touch. I can uh, see the Vikings winning big. I can see the Lions stealing it. I can see so many different outcomes in this game, and it's just better games on the board, folks. Definitely. Don't force a bet. Don't force a bet when you don't have to. You don't have to bet on every single game. It's actually a really good lesson for people that are still listening at this point. At this point of the show, which is like an hour plus, uh, don't force bets. It doesn't make sense because you're always going to find good value on the board. And if you're just trying to bet on what games on TV. Or, you know, because it's a Sunday night football game and you're trying to chase, or it's Monday night and you're trying to get your money back, it just doesn't make sense because you want to bet, you want to look at the games. When you look at the slate of NFL games, right, you should erase the time, okay? Erase the start time because you should just be looking at where's the value. I don't care when the fucking kickoff is. You think the teams care when the kickoff is? You think that's going to affect the point spread or the final score when the fucking kickoff is? uh, Unless it's a dream tavern in London or some kind of crazy time shit And that's what I was going to say. Of course, there's certain times. That's when you look at it. But for the most part, you're right. It shouldn't matter when kickoff is. These are professionals. Let's play ball. And more, more, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And, And the point I was trying to get at and you're absolutely right. There is some significant things with uh, West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast for a 10 a.m. Yeah, kickoff but... time and shit. But uh, more to the point is that when you're handicapping games and you're betting games and you're trying to decide where the value is, you shouldn't factor in the time of the kickoff because every team is ready to go. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's game time. We're ready to start playing. So um, we're going to move on right down the board real quickly before we get out of here. Uh, Kansas City, Cleveland, from what I already gathered in this game, Big Dog is rolling with the Chiefs, and Bonte is rolling with the Chiefs. 
all three of us uh, are absolutely in agreement that the Chiefs win the game outright. My only concern is that when you look at the point spread and you're getting Cleveland plus nine on Bovada, which is by far the highest line I'm seeing right now. Every other sports book has it at the highest at eight. So it just goes to prove the point we were talking about earlier about Bovada being a square book and they just kind of jack up the lines towards the favorite. Um, I do kind of like have a lean towards Cleveland plus the nine. I have to tell you, that's not saying that I think they win the game, but when you factor in the point spread, I can see the Chiefs in a bad spot in Cleveland only winning by maybe a touchdown or eight points or four points. You know, it could happen. So um, I'm leaning towards Cleveland plus the point spread, but I like uh, Kansas City Chiefs to win the game. We're all in agreement there. Chiefs win. Okay. Next game, going down the board. Real quickly, um, we're going to do Pittsburgh-Baltimore. I honestly think that uh, Pittsburgh getting plus two and a half, moved down from plus three. I'm a a fan of getting the Steelers plus three. But I would say Baltimore at this point um, may have may have a bit of value. I mean, it's an interesting game. I'm li- I'm leaning the Steelers, but Big Dog, any thoughts on this game? I mean, this one is a very 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 tough game. It's it's a divisional game. Um, right. In history, these games, the Baltimore Ravens and um, Pittsburgh Steelers right. games usually come down. Always is a field three. goal. It comes field down three goal. points within exactly three. with the spread is on. So it's it, it's it's gonna be a tough one. But I feel like right now. Like, my second team is Baltimore. I really do like Baltimore. But for some reason, there's something special about A.B., obviously, we know that. But that kid, Juju Smith? Juju? Schuster, yeah. He's a baller. Mm -hmm. So I like what they're doing, but, I mean, the Steelers' defense is iffy. But I think they step up for this game. They come to play. I like the Steelers. Okay. I like the Steelers. Big dogs taking the Steelers plus the Baltimore's lost two straight games. Okay. Losing that game to the Saints where Justin Tucker misses the extra point. Mm -hmm. Descended to overtime. I thought the Ravens could have stole that game. Uh, Saints win that game. And I was like, wow, okay. They go to Carolina. Carolina handles them. Carolina, Cam Newton, McCaffrey, North Turner. They just dominated the Baltimore Ravens. That game wasn't close. They came out early, hit them in the mouth. And the Ravens really weren't in that game. Um, they're struggling a bit here after, you know, winning a roll game at Tennessee, shutting them out when they had, what, nine, ten sacks <laughs> against Marcus Mariota. Uh, they lost a tough game. Where, where it really flipped is when they won that Steelers game at Heinz Field on Sunday Night Football. They went in there and rolled the Steelers. And the score, you know, you look at the final score, say you see 26-14, but really wasn't that close. Flacco and company went up and down the field. All of a sudden, you're feeling good about the Ravens. They're 3-1, and one, but they went to Cleveland and didn't handle business. They let the Brownies sneak up on them, which we knew would be a close game, a tough game. They didn't win that game. They lose it in overtime. And then they've just kind of been in a funk since then. Yeah, they won a Tennessee game there, but they've lost two straight. Um, they've getting off to slow starts. It seems like a game that the Ravens will lose. But, Philly, you've been around me a long time. A long time. <laughs> you know how I feel about the Baltimore Ravens in their games. You bet on them, you get burnt. You bet against them, you get burnt. They're just a team I don't bet against, and they're a team that I don't bet on. 
I could see the Pittsburgh Steelers winning, but then again, the Pittsburgh Steelers blow blow spreads. <laughs> They've blown a lot of spreads at home. You know how many times I've lost to them Pittsburgh Steelers? So this is a game that I just grab some popcorn, nice little cocktail, kick my feet up, and just watch it. Watch some good football, but I'm not putting my bottom dollar on one of these football teams. Right, but one last thing I'm going to add to this. Again, I've watched this series a lot. Me and Bonte, we go way back. Man, he's been a long time. He's watched Pittsburgh. He's been for, Pittsburgh. We've grown up on this rivalry. Right, yeah. so. <laughs> we've watched this rivalry evolve, man. <laughs> so, it's a hard-hitting contest. He's a brawl. I've lost, man, it's, so many things have happened in this game. In this, now that I think about it, I'll take it to fantasy football for a second. I've lost a championship <laughs> in this game with Ben Roethlisberger, the Santonio Holmes, Way back in the day. <laughs> Remember that catch, Philly, when San Antonio caught the ball and it barely crossed the plane? It took like five minutes to replay. <laughs> I lost the fantasy championship then. Then against Philly Zoo. Were you still Wall Street Hustlers? Back then, yes. I was oh, still okay. a Wall well, Street Hustlers. Still, That's always, always. baby. Okay. We, uh, you know what time it is. Um, and then against you in the fantasy football championship a few years ago. Everything was all good at halftime. I thought I was cruising to the finish line, winning my fifth championship in the Frisco Bosses League. But what happens? Le'Veon Bell happens. He made a cutback against the grade, scored a t- He took over the football game right. and said, no, 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 Waller. You're not winning this one. That's You're why getting upset. part of the Philly Zoo at that <laughs> Philly point, Zoo you know? knocks it out the park, wins a tough one. It was a great championship game. It went down to the wires back and forth. But that one crushed me. This rivalry crushes me. I lost money on this. And I'm not betting on this game. I'm staying away. I'll just enjoy it and let other suckers bet on this. So, like my last point about this game was, you know, Pittsburgh, Ravens, the Steelers. This is, I think, the first time, first time in a couple years, that offensive line is healthy. Right. And they're a big factor. They're ready to go. And they're ready to go. At home. And Connor has been running well. You got the receivers. Big Ben's finally kind of figuring it out. I mean. How legit are the Steelers right now this season? Because I'm not sure. One one thing I know is that the Baltimore Ravens' defense is good. I know that they're good. Okay? That's one unit in this game that I know is really good. I... I also know yeah. the Steelers' offense is really good, though. Right. That's another unit that I know is really good. Right. Okay? And, and so I know a good, really good defensive unit, and I know a really good offensive unit, right. and I got the home team of Baltimore Ravens. So you know what we're overlooking right. here? The Pittsburgh Steelers' defense. Nobody really talks about them. They've gotten better and better as the season, season, season has progressed. Right. After that Baltimore game, because remember the first four games, they should have lost the first game in the season right. against the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> They were lucky to get a tie, tie in that right. game. Uh, Kansas City, I don't care what anybody says, Patrick yeah. Mahomes and company, they came on the scene and they took, they used Pittsburgh as an example of what they were going to do to the rest of the league, to their to the rest of their opponents. They did. They went in there Pittsburgh, and went in there and threw the ball around on Pittsburgh, really Pittsburgh shredded them. Pittsburgh kept it gutty and they kept staying yeah. in that game. They, they, they were getting, well, the point here is the defense. Uh, the next week against Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football, Hell, Fitzpatrick damn near threw 10 interceptions, and they still got shredded in that game. The Tampa Bay Bucks were throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, you look at week, that Sunday night game against Baltimore where Flacco and company, remember his post-game interview. If you look it up, folks, he wasn't happy. He goes, we lost, we left a lot of points, and it was kind of easy. It was kind of easy. It was an easy game for us. Uh, but since then, 
the Steelers defense is tightened up against the Falcons. Matt Ryan and company been they've been balling. Let's be real here. They've kept they've kept the Falcons relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh they hold them to 17. They go to Cincinnati. Steal that game at the yeah. end. You know, but they play tough defense in that right. game. Uh and then against the Cleveland Browns. They just handle business. The defense got the they got off the football yeah. field. They gave the ball to Roethlisberger right. and company. And they, they did their they thing. Just, defense is getting better. Fired. Right. <laughs> They're getting better. So I think right. that rush gets there. And I can see fired. the Steelers winning. No doubt about it. Their defense is good, right. though. They need some love. And I just see this, again, knowing this 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 history in this series, they usually split. Right. And, and it's right. not uncommon. These games are slobber knockers. Right. You know what I mean? Uncommon. These defenses come to play. Right. They're hitting. It's right. low scoring a lot of time. Right. And it's not you know? uncommon to see the road team win. we already seen it with the Ravens going to Pittsburgh to win. Right. Pittsburgh's going to be juiced up. They're going to be fired up. Division rival. Going to Baltimore, they gonna have the business, you know. Interesting. So line movement wise, you know, Pittsburgh opened up plus three, so Baltimore was a three point favorite. It's down to two. Uh, I have confirmed sharp action that did come in on the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus three. So interesting. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean the wise guys think Steelers win the game, but they like getting the the field goal. Right. So. Um, we're almost out of here real quickly. I mean, and then one last thing on yeah. that. Pittsburgh win this game. They take control of the North. Right. Yeah. This right. is a big game for Pittsburgh. Right. And all the all the stuff that we've heard, controversy, right. Le'Veon Bell. He, they win this game. Le'Veon Bell is going to be like, this team looks very good. Yeah, <laughs> they right. look better, you know. He needs to be so, playing somewhere and helping. He'll be back with his boys. He'll right. be back with the Steelers. And Steelers will get a uh, – one two punch with Connor and uh, Le'Veon. That's gonna be nasty. Wow. With A B. Yeah. With Juju. Yeah. That's a good Washington also. Yeah, that's a good team. <laughs> so Tampa Bay, Carolina, I think we already touched on the game a little bit. Um I think most of us are in agreement that Carolina wins the game outright when you move it mm-hmm. down to a pick'em. But uh Tampa Bay getting, you know, <clears throat> Tampa Bay getting plus six and a half um, is there any value there with the Buccaneers? <sighs> That's what I might run from. Too. I might just run because it's a di- yeah. it's another one. Statement weekend. It's a divisional game. Um, if you look at their division, if I'm not mistaken, they are. There's not a lot of value with no. Tampa Bay in this spot. I don't think at six no. and a half. Carolina, eh, six and a half. Move it down, maybe in a teaser to a pick them. Maybe you got some value there with the Panthers. But anyways, we've given you sweet teas. We've given you two team seven-point teasers. We've given you best bets, and we've given you plenty of bonus bet and uh, bonus material. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for... Week 9 in the NFL on the Cash Considerations Podcast. I want to thank my guests, Bonte Hill and Jermichio Barlow. Thank you all for being here. It's more fun, I've realized, as a host to do it with people rather than just kind of spitting freestyle by yourself. <laughs> that shit is whack. So I'm going to be having guests on in the future each episode. So thank you all for being here. Spit that on fire. Yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, we're going to cash some tickets in week nine, and I'll see y'all in week ten. Hey.
Take the money, never have to run, to run, to run. Take the money, never have to run, to run, to run. Make the money, never have to run, to run. Here's how it goes, how it goes. All for the cash, man.